I want to talk a little bit about under attack. Acts chapter 16, beginning with verse 19. When her owners realized that their hope of making money was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace to face the authorities. They brought them before the magistrates and said, These men are Jews and are throwing our city into an uproar by advocating customs unlawful for us as Romans to accept and to practice. The crowd joined in attack against Paul and Silas, and the magistrates ordered them to be stripped and beaten with rods. After they were severely flogged, they were thrown into prison, and the jailer was commanded to guard them carefully. When he received these orders, he put them in the inner cell and fastened their feet in the stalks. Let's bow our heads in a word of prayer together. Joe, we thank you for this day and knowing, dear Lord, that you are here with us. We thank you for knowing, dear Lord, that no matter what the old devil throws at us, no matter how fierce he may be, and no matter how much control he tries to have over our lives, we thank you, dear Lord, in knowing that you are stronger than he is. And dear Lord, that your grace and your love and your wisdom that you give to us every day, dear Lord, is the foundation of what builds our church and builds our lives. Help us today, dear Lord, that we know that there will be times that we are under attack. But dear Lord, we thank you for knowing that no matter what that attack may be, it's not stronger than you. In your holy and sweetest name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. When he received these orders, he put them in the inner cell and fastened their feet in the stalks. Under attack. What comes to your mind when I say that? Under attack. I believe at some point in our lives, we've all been under attack. Amen? We've all faced struggles. Doesn't matter who you are. Doesn't matter what your name is. Doesn't matter what your occupation is. Doesn't matter what your title is. Doesn't matter how much money you make. Doesn't matter all of those things. We've all had problems. We've all had situations that we can say that we are being attacked from what? Every side. It's all around about us. And you feel that in your life. Those attacks come to you personally. You ever been attacked personally? Situations? And things, I, I remember when I was a social worker, I'm almost done with that, March the 1st, it's over with. I've been done for a year and a half, but it's officially over with uh, on March the 1st. But I remember going to court and sitting in a court and, and lawyers that I thought liked me, lawyers that would talk to me before court, lawyers that would call me during the week and ask for my advice, lawyers that would say certain things to me. I would go in and sit down and get swear before the judge to tell the truth, the whole truth, but nothing but the truth. So help me what? So help me God. And I would sit down and those lawyers would rip me apart. I felt under attack. They were coming at me from every room. And after that was over with, they would want to go back out in the hall and be my friend. You know how hard that is? After being under attack and feeling all those type of things, you've felt that way before, haven't you? May not in the courtroom, but you felt the attack around about you. You've felt that coming to your life. You've felt that 
understanding and feeling of knowing that somebody is coming after you or something is coming after you and they're not wanting to love on you. They're wanting to what? Hurt you and destroy you and cut you down to the quick and hurt you in your life. You feel that attack in your life. You're not only under attack in your own personal life, but we all know that attacks can come to our family too, right? I want to tell you, the old devil can use your family to get to you rather quickly, can't he? He can use situations that happen in your family to cause you to lose faith a little bit. They can cause you to sway away from him and not feel his presence in your life. And when your family is under, under attack, it not only affects you, it affects every part of your family, doesn't it? It's a struggle. It's difficult, to, difficult for you to hold on to those things in your life when you feel that attack in your life and you're wondering what to do. I look at some families, and I've looked at my family throughout the years, and, and you see how that the things of this world come into a great family and that those things of this world puts it under attack and it's trying to destroy that family. And you know, the old devil loves to do that, doesn't he? He don't want you to have a happy family. He don't want you to have peace and understanding in your family. The devil wants to come into your family and do one thing. He wants to pull you apart. And you feel that under attack. Sometimes we can feel under attack with, with our church, can't we? Churches today, folks, whether you know it or not, are under attack. And whether you know it or not, the old devil's doing a pretty good job of destroying them, isn't he? And the old devil's trying everything that he can to cause people to stay away from church, stay away from understanding about God, and understanding about what God wants them to have in their hearts and their lives. And churches after churches are falling apart at the seams and drifting away from God. We've all seen our country under attack too, haven't we? We've seen balloons shot down with $12,000 missiles in the past couple of weeks. We've seen all kinds of things that have went on. You remember 9-11? Remember how you felt that day? Our country was under attack, but what? I don't know about you. I felt under attack too, didn't you? Didn't think I'd ever see anything like that. Our country is under attack from a lot of different sources. What do we do? We all agree that we've had situations in our life that we can say we have been under attack and i promise you something you can take this to the bank and you can cash it and the check won't bounce you ready you're going to be under attack as long as you're breathing you're going to experience things as long as you are on this side of heaven there's always going to be something come along your way now the scripture i read to you this morning you look at paul and silas Bless their hearts. Just trying to do God's will, right? Trying to preach and do God's will and share God's will to others. One of the things we always know that God sends situations in your life you have no idea what that situation is going to be. But praise be to God, before ever that situation happens, God has an answer for that, doesn't He? There was a young lady that it was sold into slavery 
that her life had been turned upside down. And the ones that had bought her and put her into slavery, they found out that she had a special trait. She could sort of tell what the future was about and could say things and share things to others that could help them make money. Isn't it amazing what people will do for money? Isn't it? No matter who it hurts, right? It sounds like she was doing really, really, really well for them. And every day, as Paul and Silas, script, the scripture says there, in Acts chapter 16, verses 17 through 18, every day, this young lady, as Paul and Silas was going to the place of prayer, every day, this young lady would follow Paul and Silas and cry out and shout in a loud voice. Basically, that she needed their help. Basically, that she wanted to be able to walk away from what was going on in her life. So she kept us up for many days. Finally, Paul became so annoyed that he turned around and said to the Spirit, In the name of Jesus Christ, I command you to come out of her. At that moment, the Spirit left her. Now that sounds like Paul and Silas did a wonderful thing, didn't he? Amen? But all of a sudden, because Paul and Silas did a wonderful thing, they were under what? Major attack. They had upset somebody. They had upset somebody because they had took away a, a part of their life in being able to make money. Isn't it amazing how quickly today people in this world get upset? I went to a little league, ba- I would love going and watching Gage play basketball. It's still hard for me to sit up in the bleachers and not coach or do anything, but I'm doing better. <laughs> Try not to say anything, just be quiet. Well, being quiet, you hear things, don't you? And it's so amazing, I was watching third graders through fifth graders play basketball yesterday that... All I thought, all, and all those kids wanted to do was have fun and have a good time and, and be together. I sat up in the bleachers and listened to parents yell and scream at the coach and the kids and, and the officials and all these type of things. Isn't it amazing how quick folks lose their cool? And how they're so easily, because they lost their cool, it's never... Are you ready for this? Now, if I step on your toes, just put it underneath the, the, your seat there for a minute. It's never your fault, is it? It's somebody else's. And I'm going to yell and I'm going to scream at them and I'm going to say hurtful things towards them until they know that I don't like them. And I'm going to attack them and I'm going to say things like this. Well, that's what happened to Paul and Silas. Because of what they did, Scripture says I read to you this morning, they were arrested, flogged, what else? Beaten, and thrown in what? Thrown in jail. Because they did something good, all of a sudden they were under attack. Folks, sometimes as Christians we have to look at our lives and say, you know, I am under attack. I am, I, I am under attack. And I am the one that is feeling the pressure of the world 
I am the one that's experiencing these things that the world is throwing at me, that others around about me are throwing at me. People that want to do me harm. People that want to destroy me. Well, I truly believe when you're under attack more than anything, I believe you need God every day, right? But when you need God, you need, when you're under attack, you need what? A little bit more God, don't you? And when you're under those things in your life, you need to have God more and more in your life. It's easy for us to say, well, they need more God. They need to do this. They need to read their Bibles more. They need to go to church. They need to pray more. They need to do all of these things. But boy, it's hard when we have to just look at ourselves, isn't it? When we have to look at our own selves and say, this is what needs to change. I heard this story a long time ago, and I always remember it. There was a young preacher that had his, one of his first churches he ever had. And he would go to Sunday, he'd go to church every Sunday, and he'd preach to them every Sunday. And there's this one guy that sat on the third row. I'm not going to pick on anybody on the third row over here. But he sat in the same spot every Sunday, and he'd listen to the preacher. And there was times as the preacher was preaching that the preacher felt, I know he's hearing me today. I know he's listening to me today. He's amen to me and he's nodding his head and he's smiling at me. I know he's listening to me today. And every Sunday, the good preacher was faster than your preacher. He could get to the back of the church before everybody left. And every Sunday when the, everybody was leaving, the preacher would stand back there and shake his hand. And every Sunday that preacher would preach, that man would look at him and say, boy, I sure hope they heard you today. They sure needed it. I hope they listened to you today. Well, the preacher, that went on for Sunday after Sunday after Sunday. The first Sunday in COVID, y'all remember that? Where nobody was supposed to come to church, Right? The preacher went to church and the gentleman went to church because the gentleman said, we ain't having church. You can't have church down there unless I come and open the door and sit in the third pew on the right-hand side. And we can have church then. Well, that young preacher was like, you know what? You know what? I got him today. It's just me and him. And that preacher let her go. And he preached and he preached and he preached. And he just knew that when he got to the end of service and he went back there to shake the one person that was at church that day, he'd look at him and go, oh, preacher, you got me today. I heard everything you said today. Preacher ran back there to the back, getting ready to shake his hand. The gentleman walked by. The gentleman shook the preacher's hand, looked square at him and said, boy, I sure wish they were here today to hear your great sermon today. <laughs> Isn't that us, though? It truly is us, isn't it? It's hard for us to look at our own lives. It's hard for us to say, you know, I need to hear that. Maybe that's just for me. Maybe it's not for somebody else. Maybe it's there for me. Today, what do you do? What do you do when your life is under serious attack? How do you hold on? I believe our life can be Attacked, I also believe we can be attacked spiritually in our lives, can't we? We can have those 
dry periods in our life where we're not as close to God as we used to be. When we're having those serious attacks in your life. Preacher, how do I know it's serious? Well, let me give you how your preacher knows it's serious. Now, yours may be different. I know it's serious because it's the last thing I think about before I go to sleep. It's what I think about all day long. And it's things that wake me up during the night. Thinking about those things. Any any rest of you defined being under attack seriously like that? It's something that just eats at you, isn't it? It's sort of like an itch that won't stop. It's just there. It's irritating. You know you're under attack and you feel something needs to change. What do you do? Well, a lot of people when they're having and they're under serious attack, they drift away from God, don't they? You would think as Christians we're under attack, we should be what? Closer to God. But for some reason, a lot of times we get under attack and we'd say, well, wait a minute. Remember, we don't want to blame ourselves, right? I wish they were here. I wish they could hear this message, right? Instead of saying, maybe it's my fault I'm under attack, we blame who? We blame God. You ever heard anybody say before, God, why did you let this happen to me? That's easy to do, isn't it? It's easy to have a fall guy that you just say, well, it's not my fault. God, why are you doing this? God, if you love me, why are you letting this happen? God, I've done everything I can. Why, why are you letting this come into my life? What we have to realize is this. A lot of times in our life, we're the ones that drift away from God. And the farther you get away from God, are you ready for this? The farther you drift away from God, the farther you drift away from His love, don't you? And His presence and His spirit that you feel in your heart and in your life. Because I want you to know something. And I've said this many times at church, and you're going to have it many times. Hear it again. Romans 3.23 says what? For we all have sinned. And all have fallen short of the glory of God. So what does that mean? We've all been under attack. We've all... Some of you are going to go, no, preachers, this is not me. But you are. We've all made mistakes. We've all hurt other people. We've all said things we wish we hadn't have said. We've all acted in ways that we wish we hadn't acted. And sometimes we have to look at our own self. And we have to say, this serious attack, God didn't do it to me. Are you ready? I did it to myself. I brought this serious attack on to myself. And right now, what I need to do is get closer to God. I need to ask God for His understanding in my life because I know, as Romans 6.23 tells me, If I continue on living like this, I'm not going to make it to that place called heaven. I'm not going to be able to make it and strive forward in my life. When I am under attack in my life, I realize that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord. When I am under serious attack, the first thing you need to do is get closer to God, don't you? 
You need to pray. You need to read your Bibles. You need to go to church. You need to be around people that love you. People that's going to be there for you. People that's going to be somebody that you can rely upon. When you're under attack. When your life is going through a serious time. What happens if you're going under attack, but you believe you're stable? You believe everything's just hunky-dory. But there's so many things going on around about you. That's sort of like a lot of us Christians, isn't it? We want to do something, but we really don't. We want to do something, but we don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. We want to do something, but what's people going to think about me? As Christians, I believe, and I've been saying this a whole lot lately. I'm not sure why. I believe God wants me to say it. I believe as a Christian, you should be growing every day as a Christian, shouldn't you? You should be more of a Christian today than you were the day what? You were saved. But so often as Christians, we just sort of stay there, don't we? We want to be stable. We don't want to face. You ever know anybody? I've done this. No need to say anybody, right? I've done it. You've done it. You ever known anybody that says, well, if I don't talk about it, it'll go away. If I don't bring it up, we don't have to discuss it. If I hide it really good, nobody will find it. That used to be my number one job when I went to my grandma's house. As soon as I'd walk into my grandma's house, my grandpa would say, honey, go find your granny's purse. She done hit it again. And I'd look, look. A few times I found it in the freezer, the refrigerator, under the bed, in the chimney, all different types of different places. But I always find that. And as soon as I'd find her purse, she'd look at me and go, Honey, I've been looking for that forever. That's what we do some, right? I'll hide it. I'm under attack, but as long as I don't talk about it, it's not serious. I'm not doing anything to get past it. I know it's there, but I'm just going to let it be. I'm not going to bother with it. Matthew 10, 32 says, Whoever acknowledges me before others, whoever acknowledges me before others, I will also acknowledge before my Father in heaven. You see, today I believe there's nothing wrong with saying you've got some problems. Let's try that again. I don't believe there's anything wrong with saying you got some problems. Amen? Because we all got them. The only problem is, is when you just don't want to do anything about them. That's when your situation gets very, very bad. That's when you all of a sudden say, you know, I, I'm just going to let that be. And I remember what I said when I said you're under attack. It affects who? Yourself. And also, it can affect your family. It can affect the church. It can even affect the world around about you. And so often, I don't know about you, have you ever had to carry anybody else's cross because they wouldn't carry it themselves? That's a big job, isn't it? When you need to look at your own life, and you need to look at your own self and say, 
This is what I have, and this is a situation that I am dealing with. This is what is going on in my life. And I need to be able to strive forward to know I have a situation. I have a problem. I am under attack. And I'm going to grow. What does that mean? That means you grow in a lot of areas. You grow as being a Christian, right? You grow in knowing more about God. You grow about knowing more about yourself. And finally this morning, what do you do if your attack has just ended? What do you do if your attack has just ended? First of all, I want you to know something. Just because one ends doesn't mean you're not going to have another one. But you need to be happy when one of them does end, don't you? You need to be thankful that you made it through it once Again, I told you all, I'm not going to go into this very deep this morning, but I went crazy for three days after having my heart transplant. And I remember when I woke up, and I remember just being happy to see the other side of the room and to know where I was and to be able to drink some water and eat some food. Sometimes as you get under off one of those attacks you've had in your life, you're just so glad to be alive. Amen? Because it was a dark spot. It was something bad that you just experienced. And to be honest, there's sometimes in your life you go through those times and you think, I'm never going to get out of here. This is way too big. This is bigger than me. I can't handle it. Praise be to God, you get to the end and you say, boy, I'm stronger than I thought I was. Boy, I serve an awesome God. Boy, I know, I knew with God's help, I was going to be able to get to the end. Rejoice in that. Today, folks, I don't know what you're facing. I know what I have. I know what my situations are. Remember, it's not about you. It's not about me. It's about each one of us, right? I don't know what you are facing. Only you know what that is. And maybe some of the sermon this morning, you wasn't like that guy. You didn't say, I hope they heard it. You heard it yourself. And maybe today you're looking at your own life and you're saying, yes, preacher, I'm under attack. Well, first of all, to get out from under that attack... First of all, you need to make sure you're saved, don't you? For sure saved, right? That you truly believe, you accept Him, you believe Him, and you've confessed your sins to Him, and you believe that Jesus Christ is alive and well in your heart and your life. So this morning, if you need to be saved, let me tell you what, it would be the best day of your life. The best day that you've made a decision to turn your heart and life over to God. But maybe you've done that. Maybe you're struggling with other things today. That Maybe there, today is just a, a day that you just turn things over to God. Turn them over. You ever felt like that your problems are so heavy you can't carry them? You ever felt like that? Well, I have. Today maybe is the time you say, God, I, this is heavy. I'm going to need some help. And He's willing to hear you and answer your prayer and and be there for you. Whatever that is today, if you are under attack, know that God is here 
for you and with you. Listen to him this morning as we have our closing song.